These are dangerous times. Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why. There's something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. The myths are real. Yeah. There was a war. And they're the last ones standing. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm built from it. Hello and welcome to Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and awards show podcast by your two neighborhood-friendly film buffs. I'm Andrew. I'm Matt. And each week, Matt and I roll out the red carpet and Step and Repeat banner for a feature film of the week. And this week, our movie is Godzilla vs. Kong. Who's, Yay. Whose trailer you just heard at the top of the episode and podcasts play a key role in this movie too. So it's very- That's true, that's true. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. (laughs) My whole life actually. Uh, uh, Same, I guess. (laughs) Um, uh, So, you know, it's very fitting that we have a whole episode dedicated to it. And I, for one, cannot wait to talk about it. Um, But uh, to kind of lighten the mood, although this is already probably going to be a light episode, light um, in content. I mean, you know, it's not the father. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not about to mention. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad, like, we have, like, a brief from, like, literally something that's very suffocating. Like, the father is very dark, but, like, great. Listen to our episode on the father. It's great. Uh, but this is going to be much lighter. because Just different tones. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but to even like lighten the mood even more, we start our episodes like asking each other what we're watching in a very well-named segment, I think. Beautiful, beautiful segment. I think it's great, very original. Yeah. Very down, very straight to the point. I, I like this Direct. segment. Like directness. Yes. Um, what is our segment called? We should, what are you watching? <laughs> Trademark, Matt and Andrew. We should put a patent on that. Oh my God, it's I will be insulted if no one has done it already. <laughs> so um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so I guess we'll just dive right in. I went first last week, I know. So Andrew, what are you watching? <gasps> oh, um, so I think we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. You and I are both very excited this week because we have like multiple what do you mm-hmm. want? Uh, and usually I like have something that I like can't wait to get off my chest. But this week, uh, I think both you and I are kind of like, we have multiple things that we could talk about any of them. Yes. So what we did is we folded up pieces of paper and wrote down are like multiple options and we're gonna let the other host decide so i have like three little pieces of paper with the content written on the inside of like what we can cover um and i'm gonna let matt choose i don't even know what each of the options are i know what my three options are but i don't know what's behind each paper so i have like a b and c uh cab <laughs> and you can't see us but uh yeah he's holding up the little papers so and uh i will talk about whichever one matt wants to do a b or c 
He'll choose at random, and I will not talk about the other two unless. Will you tell me what? Will you tell me what the other two were? Yeah, I'll tell you what the I'll tell you what the other two are, um, because I probably won't cover them next week anyway. So okay, yeah, I have okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna go with oh god oh cab. I'm gonna go with B. B. Okay. So do you want to know what you didn't choose first? Uh, yes. It's just like, let's make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> What's behind door number A? <laughs> okay. So behind A, okay. Behind A um, was an oldie, uh, Arrested Development. Oh. I finally finished. Um, or Lucille. I, that's, that's exactly why. I hadn't watched the back end of season five, um, in part because I like, like everyone, I didn't really care for season four, <laughs> season five. Um, Jessica Walter died, and I was I like, know. Okay, now's the time to finish it. So, so depressing. Oh, my favorite character in that show. All right, well, same. Yeah. So, um, well, that was that was only going to be about how great Jessica Walter is and how um, she's the best. Yeah. Rest in peace okay. to an icon, an icon. The love boat. Got her start. Okay. C. um, Oh, okay. So C was this movie Rocks, which have you heard of this movie? Nope. Uh, Long story short, because this isn't my what are you watching? It is a movie that got a ton of BAFTA nominations, and it was kind of like, wait, like what is this random movie that not a lot of people have heard of get like a lot of BAFTA nominations? that's on Netflix, and uh, I thought it was amazing. Um, and uh, exactly like what the good for award shows, I think, are. Where um, it's like a movie that you check out because it gets a bunch of nominations, and then you watch it and you're like, that's great. Like, I like to steal a line from Arrested Development, good for her. Like, <laughs> so, like, it's like one of those things. Rocks is a fantastic movie. Um, uh so check it out and it's available on netflix so it's like super available so loved it um but won't go deep since i'll you, watch it today you chose actually i was kind of hoping you would choose this so i'm glad uh, All right. uh i feel like this was a big week for your choice which was movie trailers oh yes <laughs> <laughs> big week big week Big week for movie trailers, which is honestly. Oh, let's get into it. I'm excited. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm glad. Um, I'm I'm glad you chose this because like I feel like this is the one that you and I can like go back and forth on the most, like share our actual opinions on. Um, big week for movie trailers. Um, I had three in mind that um I think for me were like the biggest movie trailers of the week, uh, and those um I would put them in like three categories, I would put them in bad, uh, good, and great. So um, the bad was Space Jam. (laughs) Uh, Did you watch the trailer for Space Jam? I did, yes, yes. Okay. Um, Uh, I'm I'm reserving all opinions until the end. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, okay. So the, the good I thought was Black Widow, the second Black Widow trailer. I didn't. I didn't watch the Black Widow trailer. I I'd seen. So for me, I'd seen enough on Black Widow. Like I'd seen like two trailers already. So I didn't watch it. I like I purposely did not watch the third one just because like I don't want to see any more footage. Right. Um, 
So, but I'm I'm I want to hear you talk about it though. It's about it's it's about the same, um, okay. like the other ones. Uh, and I thought the great one for me uh, is the movie Zola. Mm. Oh sh! I oh, no, I hadn't seen the Zola trailer yet. Ten? No, I thought you were going to talk to Suicide Squad. <laughs> we can talk about that too. Okay. We pause. Uh, I'll watch it right now. Watch the Zola trailer, and we're going to come right back. Okay. All <laughs> okay. right. Just so we're on the same footing. Okay. okay. So we're going to pause again opportunity to okay. do this. All right. We are back. Matt has, is fresh off watching the trailer for yeah. Zola. Matt. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, uh, that's going to be quite the trip. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of lines in there that I cannot repeat, but I was cracking up the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really good. So Zola is like one of those movies that I that I am like pegging on to like the return of theaters um, movies as in like, I feel like we'll be back in full swing, hopefully by this point, because it comes out at the end of uh, June. And so that and In the Heights are like my two like June movies that I'm like, I need to be in the theaters for. Because um, I'm probably got vaccinated by then. <laughs> so uh, so um, Zola is a movie, the very first movie ever uh, based on a Twitter thread. So uh, it's this long like Twitter thread of, uh, they describe like this in the trailer of, um, you want to know how like me and this bitch fell out? Like the story's kind of long, <laughs> but here it goes. And then goes on to this like road trip of like um, strip clubs and pole dancing and just absolute chaos. And it looks amazing. Uh, stars um, Taylor Page, Riley Keough, uh, Nicholas Braun, and Coleman Domingo. Uh, and uh when Matt was like, Greg, um, he's talking about Nicholas Braun, who Nicholas Braun, yeah. Greg on, uh, Greg on succession. So, uh, and this one he plays Derek. <laughs> of course um, he does. <laughs> it's all these people in, um, these like projects. I, it feels like it's all these actors whose star is on the rise. And so like them kind of like coming together for this, like, wild chaotic movie um feels fantastic and i cannot i cannot wait i think it yeah. looks like such a ride yeah and it's a24 so uh it's in good hands i know a24's track record is like pretty good <laughs> so uh so yeah um i think all these reasons i have watched that trailer like five times which is why i just forced you to watch it <laughs> i appreciate it no i i um Again, it's one of these movies I, I wanted to get around to watching and I completely forgot. Um, but yeah, that looks fun. I can't wait. That looks really funny. <laughs> oh my God. And so I feel like all my favorite movies this year were like, or all the movies I'm most looking forward to this year were like supposed to come out last year. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of them. This premiered at Sundance in like January 2020. And it was supposed to come out in summer 2020. Obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> so uh it's been delayed yeah. for a year i don't know why watch why watching it um i kind of got like vibes of like the bling ring i kind of got taken back but i don't know why 
Um, I love the Bling Ring. Um, oh, me too. I it's so. like possibly my favorite Sofia Coppola movie. Yeah. So we'll see. I've never heard of um, the director of Zola, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I can't. I'm probably gonna butcher this name. Janica Bravo. Janice Bravo. Maybe he directed my favorite episode of Mrs. America, the um, the miniseries, the ERA miniseries. She directed the Sarah Paulson episode, where they're like in Houston at the like um, the women's conference. Oh yeah. So, so, uh, so like I think that's the only thing I looked at her like resume, and that was the only thing I think that I saw that she directed. And I was like, well, I was like, you sold me on that episode, so like, yeah. I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, she did an episode of Love. Um, the birdie's birthday episode oh i know oh i know that episode very well yeah yep so did you watch love it was on netflix it was it's a no. good show i did like love a lot it's, it was only last for three seasons but um it was a good show oh Cl- classic netflix <laughs> yeah netflix. yeah no really yeah so, um and i guess she did this movie called lemon with uh brett gilman hmm. oh yeah okay and jillian jacobs so love stars um all right. Well, cool. I'm excited to see it. Um, what did you think of the Black Widow trailer? It's good. Um, it's uh, like about the same as all the other ones. Um, I like. I love the cast. Um, there's like the difference between now Black Widow and like what had previously happened is the fact that Black Widow's release date was pushed again. Shocker. Um, to July, the first weekend of July, like, so July 4th weekend, basically. And, um, and now it's going to be airing in theaters and on Disney Plus at the same time, which, I don't know. I don't know what your feelings are on this. I, I have mixed-ish feelings. Um, I understand it. Like, I totally get it. There's for the pandemic reasons, but at the same time, there's something that doesn't necessarily sit well with me with the fact that everything that's like moving to Disney plus feels like it feels almost as if it's, um, it feels like lesser than it's like, okay, like, yeah, this movie's big, but it's not that big. So we're going to put it on Disney plus and like, they tried with Black Widow. It's not like they went right to Disney Plus. Like they kept delaying it, which like shows they really did want a theatrical, like a traditional theatrical release. But I don't know. Did you? Yeah, get that I feeling, mean, or they wouldn't be caught being... dead putting Avengers on Disney Plus. Like, right? Like, yeah. could you imagine like putting Endgame on there? No. Like, um, so I feel like with Black Widow, they're like they're coming to the realization like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be as big as we thought it was. So let's just kind of stick it on there um, and see how it does. So, and I think people will like, I think maybe like they're gambling that people will like, I don't know if they're going to make people pay for it in there or not, but I think they're like, um, if they do make people pay for it, they're like make, taking the risk of like they will pay for it. Um, yeah. They are. They, they are. are. Okay. So then, yeah, it. I think that it's, yeah. a, it's a gamble problem. Um, but like, I really feel like I don't know. Like, I'm excited. I've, I'm excited for Black Widow. I, I think you know it looks really good. Um, I, of course, I want to see it in theaters. I've, I, I always prefer to see things in theaters. Um, but 
but yeah, I just like, it, it almost seems like, I don't know, like they did this with um, Ryan, the last dragon and Mulan, which is like fine, but um, I feel like, like other like projects, I don't know, like they're pushing off or, or it just seems like it's, it's weird. Yeah. So like, again, this is why it feels like I'm almost splitting hairs because it's like, there's no precedent for this. We haven't had a previous pandemic mm -hmm. where like all this happened and this could like, there's a, there's a case, easily a case to be made for like, this is all just coincidence that this happened, that the, that the pandemic happened and our next movie was going to be Black Widow. There's no denying that. But like the fact that the two Disney plus Marvel TV series have been about four characters who didn't have their own movie already, right? So you have like, um, you have Wanda, you have Vision, you have Falcon, and you have Winter Soldier, right? These two TV series, these two TV shows, and they were, I don't think it's by accident that they chose them to have TV shows on Disney Plus because they are like A minus Avengers, you know? They're not like, they're not like the A plus Avengers. And that's why they chose the TV shows. And now the fact that they're like lumping Black Widow in with that, who hasn't had her own standalone movie yet. And, um, but is an Avenger. And so they were going to like, that was going to bring this like elevation of her being like top tier. And now it feels like there's an asterisk. Yeah. Like next. It almost, it, it kind of feels. I could just be crazy. I could just be making all this up. It kind of feels like, like they were like, yeah, this could work as a movie. And then like they found out that like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are like working as shows. And they're like, shoot, maybe we should have done a show with this. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe like that's why they're putting it on there too. And also it kind of feels like they're putting it on there like as out of an abundance of caution, like just in case, like, you know, movie theaters weren't open or people were not going to the theaters. Like they will have access to this. Like they're just like going all in. They're like, you know what? Just, we're just putting it on there. We're just done. So, um, yeah, I don't like. I don't think they wanted to take the risk of people not having access to it, um, and I think yeah. they like they just really needed to get it out there. So I, I don't know. That's just like my thoughts. That's my no. like, that's my assumptions. So I I don't yeah. know. This is like the problem is there is no, there is no right decision yeah. in the pandemic and releasing movie. There is no right decision. So like no matter what something wasn't going to sit well with me, no matter what they chose to do. So I think I'm. Uh, so I don't know. So I just like don't know. It's a lot of complex emotions of how I feel about it. This is also the advantage of like Warner Brothers and Disney too. Like they have this outlet, like they're going to utilize it. Whereas like the other studios don't like they, okay. yeah, like they don't have like these streaming services, like, like these big conglomerates, like A24, like yeah. they don't have like a streaming service. So they're going to, they have no choice but to release it or to put it on, on, on demand. Um, which is like risky. So, um, so yeah. Well, speaking of Warner Brothers, that leads me to the last movie, which is Space Jam, A New Legacy. <laughs> honestly, honest to God, I'm not joking when I say I thought it was a good idea to do this movie with like LeBron James, a brand new Space Jam. And then I saw the trailer. <laughs> Oh God, this looks awful. It looks God awful, terrible. Um, they are basically pulling a, uh, 
Ready Player One slash uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, plot device of this Space Jam thing, this like basketball tournament. Um, and since it's a W, a Warner Brothers movie, they are not only bringing in the Looney Tunes to play against LeBron James, they are bringing in like every Warner Brothers property. <laughs> into play um so this um means king kong is going to be in this movie so uh like the iron giant and like we're even talking weird things like um the uh like the people from a clockwork orange are like in this movie right it is so it is throw everything at the wall oh and like ugh, it's just like it was such a nasty sort of feeling because like you see like the game of thrones symbol um in like the trailer oh yeah i saw that and i was like it's like, a kids I, movie <laughs> well yeah and i was like this is like it, it because it is airing on hbo max the same day and i was like i i bet you 10 bucks they just like threw game of thrones in there because it's going to be on hbo max uh <laughs> instead of like it deserving it and, and not that it deserved it to be in the first place because it's so weird like what are the rules of this like space jam thing and uh i like genuinely thought it was gonna be like fun and now i am left with a horrible taste in my mouth mm, yeah so. i um uh, i don't really have much to say i i like the first space jam i like never yeah, but like I didn't think it needed a sequel. Like I don't think it needed a follow up. Um, and like there's already enough controversy surrounding it, which is like really annoying with like this popular view thing. Like, um, so I just like I find that really annoying. It's like, why do we have to make another one? <laughs> like I just I really so like I saw the trailer, but I kind of like was like, oh, okay, that's fun. But like then I was like, I really don't care enough. <laughs> so I, like, I was like, I'll see it, but. Um, I don't really have strong opinions either way. I don't think it looks like bad or I, I, I didn't think it looked good, but I didn't think it looked like terrible. Um, I was like, we'll see. I, I, just, I don't think we saw enough either. So um, I don't know. Like, I, I, you're right. Like in a sense, like they were doing like, I kind of feel like they're ripping off of like, like Wreck-It Ralph and Ready Player One. I did get that vibe as well. So um, it all seemed very familiar um especially like since we like just got a king kong movie which we'll talk about in a few minutes um and we also, we also saw king kong and the iron giant in ready player one so i'm like okay uh so i guess we're doing why? this again why yeah, yeah why so um i don't know maybe we'll get some context later on i don't know i i i try to give it take it for what it is but i'm i'm just really i'm just like eh, whatever <laughs> so yeah, at the um, end of the day, it's like really, it's like anything. It's hard to judge a book by its cover, right? So it's yeah. like, who knows? Maybe Space Jam will be like good. And the whole point of this trailer was just to appeal to the kids and family. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. But if you want to, if the kids want to see a good Space Jam movie, watch the original <laughs> with Michael Jordan. So I really liked when they covered Space Jam in the Michael Jordan documentary. I thought that was fun. I was oh, like, that took me, me back. Too. That took me that back. Was, so. That was a was lot of fun. Cool seeing like the behind the scenes of it all. So, right. yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I miss the 90s. I wish I could like go back and live the 90s again, like knowing what I know now. 
good thing 90s nostalgia right now is yeah. <laughs> time high <laughs> i know oh god um so yeah um also just wanted to throw it in there i saw the suicide squad trailer um i think it looks like a lot of fun i can't Me wait too. <laughs> <laughs> what's the um you know you know superheroes better than i do who's the what's the shark uh uh king shark he's king shark. um yeah he's actually supposed to be a hammerhead shark um he's kind of like he's just kind of like a goofy character i think like a stupid um hulk but a shark he never changes back <laughs> but like that's that's the character i'm most looking forward to yeah I, he's i was cracking up like anytime the shark was on screen <laughs> yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be the reason a big reason why this movie's a hard r it's gonna be gory he like <laughs> he eats everyone um like he like like bites people in half it's kind of awesome so um i think he like they did like they did him on like one of like the cw shows um like arrow or something and i think um i saw what i saw what they look like and he looked like he looked really cool um so and like james gunn came out and said like that he didn't make a make him a hammerhead because it was too awkward to film and it looked really bad in screen tests so they made him mm. a great white which i think it, it works so yeah it's fun looks fun yeah i'm excited i can't wait i'm i think james gunn was a great choice to do this uh I don't even know if it's like a sequel. It's like, I think so. I mean, I mean yeah. there's everyone. Well, most of the cast is back. So, um, well, yeah. People they got rid of, like the people who aren't going to be playing such a big role, like weren't necessarily the best parts of the original Suicide Squad. So, all you need to like Margot Robbie's back. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but does this fit in with the Snyderverse? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think it really matters anyway. Like, do yeah. we do we really care anymore? Um, I know it's all. Um, it's all just for fun. Yeah, it's just it's kind of it's weird because like, you know, you saw Harley Quinn and the Joker, like Jared Leto's Joker, interact in the first Suicide Squad, but like now the Snyderverse is over. Like, is this like part of the Snyderverse? And I, I so it doesn't matter. I'm just like. I'm just kind of like having a half joke about like the the hashtag save the Snyderverse or whatever. It's like, come on, like oh my god, we're so I'm done. Like, I'm so yeah. done with yeah. Yeah. So Twitter yeah. bullies. Anyway, um, yeah. So those are the big trailers of the week. Um, and last week, uh, another WWE movie. <laughs> or is this like on a tangent about trailers? Uh, Mortal Kombat, which I'm also really excited for. That looks really really fun. <laughs> Uh, full disclosure i probably will watch it but i know nothing about mortal kombat i can't tell you a single character name i don't think i've ever i've ever seen any of the movies oh, really? they play, played the arcade game randomly at like a movie theater lobby um but like i don't think i i know nothing about mortal kombat other than like the general premise so yeah so i'll be going into it like basically a virgin so it'll be it'll be an interesting watch yeah well you know like scorpion and sub-zero well all right well i i'm shaking my head i don't know I all right know well that'll things. be that'll be fun <laughs> for you um i'm looking forward to it <laughs> uh scorpion sub-zero i pretty sure the main character is Johnny Cage, who is the main character in the uh, original Mortal Kombat game. Um, you know, 
Raiden and all them. So it'll be a bloody good time. So. The big thing about this one too is that the first Mortal Kombat movie was, um, I believe it was PG-13, which uh, a lot of people were upset about. And so this one will be hard R, the hard R it deserves. So. And maybe they'll do a, a remake, remake or reboot of the Mortal Kombat song, which, you know, the 90s, um, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Not, it's not techno, right? It's I don't I don't really know. So um, how like house music? Yeah, house yeah. Mortal Kombat. Um, anyway, I could talk about trailers all day long. <laughs> well, like sorry. This is the point, and this is the last thing that I'll say is that it is a sign of life the fact that we're getting so many trailers right now for the movie industry. Um, in like uh, unequivocally like low point for at least movies and movie trailers of like there was so much uncertainty in the past year year and a half and now movie trailers signify confidence so this is a sign of life for like good things to come like yes. the reopening of movie theaters like getting back to things that we knew before. So this is why it's like ultimately a good thing. And this is why I think I'm like even more excited, the fact that seeing these and like why I'm so like open and willing to talk about them. Yes, summer blockbusters are not dead. Exactly, excited. exactly. So. All right, well, thank you for uh, brightening my day, talking about trips. Okay. <laughs> that was well, long I so, hope all right. I hope what I ask you is also brightening. Then. Well, uh, well, it could be, um, or maybe mm -hmm, it could be very depressing. Um, all right, so I also have three choices to choose from. I have A, B, and C. My, what are you watching? Mm. Which one are you going to pick? I gotta choose the same one you chose for me. You gotta go B. B. Oh, this is the one I was hoping you were not going to choose. <laughs> it's all right. No, I want to. I want to talk about it anyway. Um, so. Do you want to know my other two? Yes, unless you want to save them for another week. No, I'll, uh, so, okay. I was actually glad you didn't choose this one because this was going to be a, a difficult one to talk about. Um, so my A was Alan versus Pharaoh on HBO Max. Oh, oh my God, that was going to get real dark. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get real dark. Um, yeah, so I uh, binged the whole thing and I have many opinions on it, but um, I'm glad <laughs> we are um, saved from that one. Um, my C was, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on, um, but I, for the first time ever in my whole life, um, before the actual Oscar ceremony, well, actually, in general, um, I watched all five nominees for Best Documentary Feature, oh, um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about um, my favorite, which was Collective, but um, a close, close first, close second was um, uh, Mole Agent. Um, but I watched all five and I'm very, very proud of myself. So, and I enjoyed all five. Um, well, I enjoyed four out of five. <laughs> I, I also so. enjoyed four out of five. <laughs> so um, we'll, uh, we'll talk about those. We'll later. talk about those. Like we're going to have a big, um, Oscar predictions episode. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll, um, table this conversation for that episode. Yeah. Um, so my, the one you picked, which is like the one I'm like, eh, okay. Um, so I, since I got my PlayStation 5, I finally got around to like catching up on my Apple TV shows. Um, so I'm almost done. Um, 
finish, but I kind of want to talk about the performances mostly um, with the morning show. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched it yet or not. I have. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, uh, what's your face? Oh my God. Why am I blanking her name? Jennifer Jen Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know she was nominated. Did she win Golden Globe? I know she was nominated for an Emmy for the performance. She won the SAG. I, yeah. I think that's it. She was nominated for a bunch, but yeah. I think she only won the SAG. Um, but it's a show I've been wanting to get around to for a long time. Um, and I don't really have anyone to talk to about it. So um, I kind of threw it in with my what are you watching choices. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a it's a good show. I think it's a little preachy. Um, but I wanted to hear your thoughts and opinions as well. I, I still have like, I think one episode left. I didn't quite finish. Um, but I think, I think Jennifer Aniston is really good in it. Um, I think she's like the star. I think this is like, like one of her greatest performances. Um, and I think Reese Witherspoon is like, oh, she's okay. Um, but I think like, I mostly just watch this for Jennifer Aniston. Um, and like, I think the show is really good too. I think Steve Carell's really good. Um, the whole cast is 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 good, um, but I think I think stand, the standout star is Jennifer Aniston, and I think um, I don't know. I think the show is enjoyable, and I like I know I'm a little late to getting around to it, um, but I don't know. I just I I was curious to hear your opinion of the show because I know you had seen it as well, or part of it. Um, so yeah, I think I think the end of like the morning show. I think it takes a while for the morning show to find its feet, and yeah. um, I think it. Uh, it gets like much better towards the end too, which is good because you see that a lot with like first seasons of television shows. Like they're not quite sure like what type of show they want to be yet. And by the end of the first season, they're like, okay, I like, I understand what you're doing now. Um, and I think the morning show fits into that. Um, <laughs> Apple like clearly spent a ton of money on this, like mostly to pay for the actor salaries because there are some huge name actors in this um, like Jennifer Aniston and totally agree. I think this is the best work she's ever done. And so, uh, so I think she deserves like all the praise that she gets, uh, yeah. for this performance. So, um, she is like also, I think a huge, huge sell. Um, Reese Witherspoon, I think is phones it in a little bit. Um, yeah, exactly. I think she's like, she's fine, but yeah. I, it's like, it's a little bit clearer. Like she, it's a little clear with her like she's kind of distracted with other things going on in her life where she's like yeah i'll do this i'll be here but like mm, like but like jennifer aniston really like puts her all into it so exactly um also reese witherspoon's in a terrible wig and it's really distracting yeah yeah <laughs> and um the the other performance for me that's like the huge standout and is billy crudup who plays this smarmy uh, television producer like this news producer and it's like actually he I don't even think he's a producer I think he's like uh high up like the producer's boss because like yeah class he's like producer, right yeah he's head of the news division of yeah the network yeah so um so but he just has this like nihilistic smarm like to him that is like delicious <laughs> to watch and so to like watch somebody so amoral is just like always like so interesting so i love what like billy crudup is doing too and um and it's those like 
they're like half the cast is like giving it their all and the other half is like phoning it in and so the fact that the people who are giving it their all is like what keeps me watching and what keeps it interesting to me hmm. yeah yeah no i totally agree i think um i think the two the two stars like yeah i think really credit is, is great too um and it's like you want to you want to i really want to like really like him a lot but then like Again, I haven't finished yet, but like you also like in the back of your head, you're like, oh my god, this guy's such a creep. At the same time, like you really like, you have such a love hate relationship for for Billy Crudup's character, um, and like, that just he, I think he does a great job with it. Um, I love Billy Crudup too. I think he's he's an awesome actor. Um, he's the greatest Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he was just pulled from the Flash movie um, and replaced. I forgot by who, but. Um, he plays Barry Allen's father. Um, so, but yeah, he's a, uh, he's a uh, great, he's great in the show. Um, I think it, well, it's very, very clear that like Steve Carell's character is um, Matt like, Lauer. About he's Matt literally Lauer. Matt Lauer. He is, yeah. yeah, like they don't like hide it at all. So, <laughs> um, like they don't generalize his character. Like they, like it's not like a generalized, like, you know, one person in the Me Too movement, it is Matt Lauer. Um, they do cover Harvey Weinstein as well. Um, but or not am I mixing up am I mixing up Alan versus Pharaoh? <laughs> um Well, like they I mean, generally broadly, this TV show like became yeah. a little bit about Me Too and they they retooled it. It like necessarily wasn't gonna be about that at first, and then like Me Too hit society. Um yeah you know yet alone the like news world and so they kind of retooled the tv show a little bit to kind of fit that mold yeah so, um, that's why there's so many parallels yeah it's it's just funny because like i i watch like alan versus pharaoh and just this kind of back-to-back -back. um so i like kind of mix up the two um because like, men deserve rights to be yeah, I'm like, mm, we have been. <laughs> uh, I apologize for my gender, um, and it will not happen again, which is I don't know why. Um, and it's it's also funny too because it's very clear that Martin Short's character um, is like Woody Allen, <laughs> so it's also very connected as well. Um, and they have like they do not shy at all from like how much of a sleaze bag he is. Like they do not give him any um, like justice whatsoever. Um, he's just like he is through and through a terrible person. Um, so yeah, I uh, and it's through that character that um, they kind of make Steve Carell's character a little bit less of a terrible human being um they well they try to um he's like well well what you did was like like was awful what i did was like he's like you're he's like you're like what you did was just terrible like was terrible but like what i did was justifiable or something like that um yeah they, so at they least like try, start to make you feel yeah like try they start to, make to you yeah like empathy warm well like give a little bit more nuance to like any sort of situation and so they don't always succeed the tv show i don't think always succeeds um at this but they they give different um they shed different angles of light on um 
on different sorts of stories like from me too so like mm-hmm. not all stories are the same so um so it, it kind of shows it tries to show the spectrum of severity yeah so to speak and like wants you to ask these like questions for yourself of um of how much like how much sympathy um do you have for these types of people? It's it's like a lot of internal questions that this show at least tries. I give it credit for at least trying to do that. Um, again, I don't think it always succeeds, but um, but yeah. I think that's like it shows it, indication to show. That's all. Yeah, and it shows you those like perspectives from both the men and the women's points of view, um, which I think is a is a good thing. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the show. Um, I watched it mostly because I know the second season's coming out soon and Jennifer Aniston. So, um, it was enjoyable and yeah, um, I really don't have any complaints. Also, uh, Mark Duplass is really good too. <laughs> um, I, I really like Mark Duplass. There's, there's a ton of people in this show. Lots of, lots of people. Yeah. So much. They definitely just like spent all their money on the actor salaries. Like, oh my God. They went all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the morning show. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. I don't have much else to say on it. I, uh, I, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I enjoyed it. Should we move to something where the actors matter a little less? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you've hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> uh, we, of course, are talking about our main feature of the week, Godzilla mm-hmm. versus Kong. Uh, and um, I'm not going to give a, spl- a plot description because I think the title covers it. <laughs> so yeah. that is, um, that's about it. But I will say... Spoilers ahead if you don't want to know what happens, especially in this like battle of <laughs> these two monsters, <laughs> these two epic monsters. So, um, so and we're not talking about me and you, we're talking uh, about Godzilla. <laughs> uh, okay, so first question off the bat then Godzilla versus Kong, prior to watching the movie. Did you have somebody who you were like rooting for to win? Uh, well, I was. There's, <laughs> so there's, uh, realistically, what's going to happen, and then there's someone who's you're rooting for. Um, I mean, I've always been uh, Kong sympathizer, um, but I also do like Godzilla. So, I guess slightly leaning towards Kong, but very slightly. <laughs> Very, very hesitantly. What about you? Uh, I think I had like the opposite of that. I think I was like slight Godzilla yeah. prior to this, um, prior to watching the movie. That's why I said this. So uh, uh, because I don't know, I just like loved the idea of like Godzilla just random randomly appearing <laughs> like at moments and it's kind of just like eh, whatever like it almost feels more random than like yeah it does so i mean like assuming this world actually exists <laughs> so um so i just like kind of like liked that idea like behind godzilla so it's um 
So I think that's like the only sort of like slight reason that I was like favoring Godzilla. However, this movie is gives much more screen time to Kong. It's like about like two thirds to one third, I would say, uh, towards like Kong. And I think that's like why after like towards the end, I'm like, okay, I think I'm like rooting for King Kong. Uh, and, um, here's where, spoiler, massive spoiler, last chance to get out, uh, in the Kong versus Godzilla battle, Godzilla wins. So, and which, like, in hindsight, makes sense. It's kind of like, yeah, like, it's like, he's like a radiation fire-breathing, like, creature, uh, but like Kong holds his own <laughs> against against Godzilla. So um, in a sort of way, you see how Kong like overperforms and he's sort of like the underdog. And so like, that's why I think like ultimately, like by the end of the movie, I was like, I think I'm team Kong. <laughs> but like before it, I was team Godzilla. So the movie like succeeded in that front of making me care about both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just... Um they succeed in getting the point across that they're both not bad. They're not like out to kill humans. They're out to save the uh, humanity. God, I, feel, I feel so stupid talking about this. Um. No. Okay, so this leads into my 10 words or fewer okay. <laughs> review, uh, which um, we've already started talking about it, but my 10 words or fewer, like yours last week is only two words. Um, it's lowbrow excellence. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> like, so. Yeah. Have, do you have a 10 modes of you? Uh, yes. It's um, shut up and enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I've got to, I've got to take my like critic hat off and put my fan hat on and just like, just have fun. Like, there's so many people, like I'm reading so many reviews about like how like, critically bad at like the story blah 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 I'm like just shut up and enjoy it like this is not something to like overanalyze you know it's just like it's something to just have fun with at least that's like what I try to view it as so um but like when I like I like talk about the story out loud and like justifying the two, the two like monsters I'm like oh my god I, found, I feel like an idiot but <laughs> I think this um, is the definition of a popcorn flick <laughs> oh absolutely yeah uh of course, like I wanted popcorn after I after I finished it, and it's really short too. It's like, it's like just over an hour and a half, right? It's less. It's less than two hours. I think it's an hour fifty three. But it's it's breezy. It moves moves very quickly. That's quite quick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, um, unfortunately, we all knew that Megan Godzilla was coming. Um, so <laughs> we already said spoilers. Um, so like in the end, while yes, like Godzilla does like win the battle, we have Mega Godzilla coming out and like uniting the two, which is like we we all knew like well I knew going into it, like they're gonna they're gonna like tie they're gonna find some way for them to tie for some reason, um, and like of course like humans getting in the way again, ugh, um, is like the ultimate catalyst for these two fighting. So again, we are the virus. <laughs> So. Um, so like the, okay, first thing, like a couple things I need to, 
get off my chest, which are like so dumb, but I like passed it. Oh, so, lay it on me. I mean, okay. They, they straight up do not explain why like Godzilla and Kong need to fight each other. They're like, they're natural enemies. They're natural, like, <laughs> it's like enemies. It's like, okay, sure. Like, they're like, they both can't, um, be like there's like there can't be one apex predator so like they naturally will go after each other because both can't exist and it's like end of story that is like the only reason yeah. why they fight and i'm kind of like sure just <laughs> I, take it for what it is. why not why not just like fine um and i really mean that like i really just kind of like cool because then the next thing you know there's this like awesome um ship battle where like Godzilla uh, is gonna like attack a ship that King Kong is like tied to and Kong gets free and they have these like underwater battles and like Kong like jumping from ship to ship and it's just like so destructive but like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, I'm like giggling like a 13 year old <laughs> yeah it was fun it was fun to watch it was yeah um, it's fun. and it's just like it I don't know like it was distinctive right in the sense that um, this didn't feel like they chose like a random city or something uh, it's like, I will remember this movie because it is distinctive. It, like, for me, it restored a sense of wonder, uh, like, to the to the monster-verse or whatever we were going to call it. Um, so, of, like, oh, this is, like, cool and, like, fun, whereas, like, everything before felt, to me, more... I'm going to use this word again lugubrious oh here we go <laughs> like everything felt more serious even though even though i know it's like not but like the original godzilla like or original quote unquote like the newest like um resurgence of godzilla in like 2014 or whatever it was and then godzilla had a sequel there was skull island um i like kind of think of those movies as at least a little bit more serious than they needed to be. I understand they're not like the Dark Knight serious, but like, uh, I think Godzilla versus Kong knew its um, spectacle more than those other movies did. So I think mm. it's the most successful out of all four of them. So, well, with the first, like the 2014 Godzilla, I feel like they wanted to try a more serious like tone um i feel like they wanted to like um kind of test out the waters a little bit and i think it worked i thought it was really good um like because you hardly saw godzilla in that like it, it kind of was like a throwback to the original movies like you know godzilla's only in it for like what like 20 minutes 15 minutes total and it's more about like the relationship with like the humans and like the destruction all comes at the end um with Kong, with Skull Island, they got a little bit more like, like they didn't take it as seriously, but it was still like, it was a nice, like, I thought it was a fun reboot. It was more of a fun, like, reboot of Kong. Um, 
and I th- it was like it was entertaining and, and they knew I feel like they knew what they were doing with that now with the sequel with the Godzilla sequel King of the Monsters they just kind of like I just feel like I know we're, we've already like made this metaphor but like they just kind of threw everything at the wall again to see what sticks um they didn't take it as seriously it was just like full-blown like like monster 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 and like all CGI all monsters um they didn't really care about the story or the plot as much as they did in the first one. Um, and I don't think it worked as well. I don't think people had as positive a reaction to it as they had the first one. I think it got like trashed actually. Um, for me, I took it for what it was um, and I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, had a, I had an entertaining time with it, but look, also I knew it going in, it wouldn't be like the original, like the first, I keep saying the original, it wouldn't be like the 2014 version. Um, and so like, I'm like, okay, so with this one with Godzilla versus Kong, um, I was just like going in, I was, I'd, I'd been excited for this for a long time because they'd been talking about Godzilla versus Kong for a long, long time. And I, I knew it was going to be a little bit of a mix of campy, serious, um, but like full of action. So, I mean, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So um, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, I had very low expectations, um, but high, low expectations, this is going to sound weird, low expectations, high hopes, um, and I, uh, I just went in to enjoy it, and that's what I did. I enjoyed it. Um, I know a lot of people have been looking for this, for, for this for a long, long time. Um, they had tried Godzilla versus Kong way long time ago. Um, 60s, I think. 60s, like yeah, which, like, of One course, of those decades. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I know a lot of people are excited for Mega Godzilla 2, which is like, okay, cool. Like, um, so it's just it's just adding more fuel to that that fire, that fandom. It's just it's like it's really just this is this is for the fans. Um, my only regret is that I didn't get to see this in IMAX. I really wanted to see this in IMAX, um, but it's it's pulling in money from theaters, which is oh my god, amazing! It is a That's amazing, huge box office success. Yeah, we're recording this on the on a Sunday, so we don't have like the final results from the opening weekend, but what it's looking like if the projections stand somewhere between like 40 and $50 million, which is the most in over a year. Uh, um, it's mass. Like that is huge for yeah. pandemic. It just, it shows people like really want to get back to, I think it shows people really want to get back to movies and really wanted to see this. Like, um, so I think if we're doing like the, the, theater experiment this was a good one to put back out there um i almost kind of wish hbo uh max did not put it on its streaming platform and kind of like force people to get back out there um but i I understand why they did and i understand you know people still like are hesitant to go to the movies but i i i do regret i didn't see this in theaters which i i still can but (laughs) you know i've seen it very recently Uh, um, could you imagine that fight on on the imax i know jeez you feel it in your seat i know I sat as um, close to my TV as I could, so I could try to get that experience. <laughs> I turned all the lights off. I sat like literally three feet from my TV and just like pretended I was in a theater. Um, <laughs> so, so. I have, I of course like have existentially been thinking about like the theater experience versus the at-home experience. And one of the things that I've settled on is that theater experience obviously is always better, but um, I don't think a theater experience can make a bad movie good. 
I think if it's a bad movie, it'll still be a bad movie if you see it in theaters. It'll make it better, but it'll still be a bad movie. <laughs> um, and so I, so ultimately, I think like the theater experience improves everything, but it can't make a bad movie good. Luckily, I think Godzilla vs. Kong is like good, and it would be even better in the theaters, like yeah. because of it. So, yeah. um. So ultimately, I think that's even like more of a reason to see it in theaters if you're vaccinated and it's safe. <laughs> gotta, yeah. I guess uh, you gotta like have that disclaimer. You have to choose for yourself. I can't tell people what to do. Uh, but um, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. I think so. I think yes. I think this like would definitely have like such an improvement in theaters so. yeah i would have i think i would have had a lot more fun with it i i really you know, maybe if i'll do like a follow-up or sequel maybe i'll go i'll definitely see it in theaters but um, i know it's kind of like a question mark of like is this the end <laughs> yeah mm, god no well, no <laughs> um so this movie could have been really really bad like and a lot of people I are know, like trashing it like it had like the opportunity to be really bad but um i don't know i just I just I think like well you know they did they knew what they wanted to do with it and they did it and I think it I think it worked I think it was fun I think it was a it was a fun time and I again you just got to take it for what it is um also they had Rebecca Hall in it and um she is a saving grace for anything she is in so okay (laughs) I'm a huge fan of Rebecca Hall (laughs) Rebecca Hall like makes a meal out of every single line that she's given (laughs) I like keep thinking I kept thinking I was like Rebecca, like you did not need to try that hard, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. like you did, and I'm grateful for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could have pulled like an Alexander Skarsgård and just like, but you did a Rebecca Hall, and you did it great. She like she did not have to be there, and girlfriend girlfriend pulled it in. So. Um, I realized at the end of this movie. I did not know a single character's name. <laughs> and oh, yeah. You don't need totally to. Totally fine. Totally fine. I you was, don't need to. Yeah. Uh, is like one named Eddie or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. They well, all have like, if you like look on their IMDb, they all have like first names and last names and like they're like Dr. So-and-so. I'm like, just, you don't even, you don't even need that. They don't even like say their names like hardly at all in the movie. Um, so like, and like they try to make the characters work from like the old movies, like um, Millie Bobby Brown and like Alexander Skarsgård coming back. I'm like, you could have had an entirely new cast, and literally nobody would have cared. Like, because like again, the people like in this movie, like they don't really uh, matter. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I don't even know like what the plot was. I just wanted to see the two fight. Like I, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the fact that they. The, the human characters aren't that memorable, which is, like, fine. Um, I think it is great that they chose people who have either recognizable faces or names that you can, like, attribute to. So these aren't, like, massive, like, Nicole Kidman-type characters, like, Nicole Kidman-type names, but they're, like, people who you, who I think most people would recognize from at least one thing that they saw. Yeah. And so that um, 
that keeps their interest, right? So, like, that's the Alexander Skarsgård, like, Billy Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, uh, Kyle Chandler, like, um, Damian Bashir. Like, there's all these people who, like, honestly, a lot of, like, Oscar nominees and Emmy nominees. <laughs> so, like, I mean, the talent of the cast is, like, pretty good. It's, like, pretty solid. Yeah. So... Well- We'll talk about this next week, but uh, the cast of Stranger Things is going on to do big things. Uh, truly. So, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, if this is any indication that Stranger Things is coming to an end, I am I am all for it. They're ready to move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry for you Stranger, Stranger Things fans out there. <laughs> um, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, I think she, uh, you know, this and Enola Holmes, she's like, she's making a name. She's got mm, quite the name for herself now. Uh, I think she's going to be quite the actress one day. Um, no Rebecca Hall, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and Alexander Skarsgård too, more, uh, more TV alumni. I know there are a lot of TV, like a lot of TV people. In yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, Damien Bashir too. It was like, where did you come from? Why are you here? But okay, I'll take it. He's like, he's like the quintessential villain. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Like they have to have like some human bad guys and they have to have some human good guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. It all, um, it all kind of comes to a halt, like at the end, where like the final battle between Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, but before that though, they explore this thing. Like, what is it like, Hollow Earth? Am I? Is oh that- yeah, like I thought that was <laughs> great. Yeah, I love that um, because like I loved it because they fully leaned into like just like how nonsensical <laughs> everything. <laughs> they're just like you know what we're just going to go to the core of the earth and there's just going to be a thing with like this is where the monsters come from so you're just like sure why not i know and i'm just like shocked at how much i'm i'm willing to roll with this like (laughs) uh because they like get to the core of like the earth in like spaceships i know i'm like scientifically this is not like this is not how this should work out but okay i know i'm like how it's like how do these spaceships like come to existence like i assume it has to do with godzilla's radiation of some sort um but like completely unexplained and i'm just like you know what who cares who cares (laughs) again plots like don't matter here i know Um, it's it leans into its silliness um in a way that the other ones don't um, the other monster yeah. don't. So uh, that's why I kind of like loved that like hollow earth section. Yeah, I just, I thought we were going to get like more Kongs, like more apes, um, but they were like all dead. <laughs> so um, like we didn't. And I thought we were going to get like the like the ape from Rampage or like something. <laughs> so um, I was just like sad, like he was all by himself. So uh, yeah, like he didn't have family anymore, but that gave him motivation to go fight Godzilla so um because like once they were down there he, Kong kind of like didn't know what to do with himself he like <laughs> he like went to this arena and like found I guess um the one axe. of the plates yeah the yeah. axe and it's like okay like now we're connected and now we need to uh go fight Godzilla for some reason um I guess because the world isn't big enough for the two of them so I don't know um Again, and then like, yeah, but then like, um, Godzilla, like, I thought it was great that Godzilla (laughs) burned a hole through the core of the earth. I know. know. Kong just jumped through the hole (laughs) and came out the other side. 
<laughs> yep, yep, literally. I was cracking up. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> you literally went from like one side of the world to the other, like <laughs> to China. <laughs> Just somehow physics worked. He jumped through the hole and came out up on top of um, in Hong Kong. So, you know what? Sounds good. Oh, and they completely destroy the city of Hong Kong. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Godzilla movie, I guess, like, you have to destroy some city. Um, yeah. Like, we're talking, I, I can't do death estimates, but I'm guessing at least half a million, probably more than Kong Hong has, like, six or seven million people that live in it. So, like, uh, like every building just, like, completely destroyed. <laughs> you, you also um, but... you said, you said Kong Hong. Did I really? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, that uh, idea like never came through my head until just yeah, like um, Hong Kong, King, Kong is king of Hong Kong. I, uh, I don't know. It uh, no, but it it never crossed my mind that Kong was in both. King oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, so until just now, like Hong, this is how much I was thinking during this movie. So <laughs> Hong King Kong. Um, yeah, uh, so um, after Kong jumps through the earth through uh, to Hong Kong, they, the two of them just totally just, I mean, trillions of dollars of damage, multi-billions of dollars of damage. Um, and so like, of course, like the older you get, the more you think about these things, like this would be like completely devastating to the economy in the world. And um, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and like how many, like what was the human toll? And like, you know, um, it's like, when I was a kid, I would have like had fun with that. But like, of course, now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, like this would be terrible because you're real. So, so um, I'm going to sidetrack to another movie. The only defense, the absolute only defense I will give to Batman versus Superman is it's like opening scene of showing the destruction from Man of Steel from the on the ground perspective because in man of steel they just like completely destroy a city and like without a second thought and then they kind of like retcon it in batman versus superman and at the beginning they show like what that destruction looks like for the people who were in those buildings that were toppling over <laughs> so i think that's like really cool um and then the movie goes way downhill from there but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like i like that idea of like showing showing that front i don't think you see that as frequently as you should and you don't really see it in godzilla versus Kong either but no but. no uh i mean i just feel like the the more like the more cgi we have the more destruction we're capable of doing and uh you know it's getting it's getting uh you know out of control but um because, you know, back in the days in the 30s when Godzilla climbed the Empire State Building and he was, uh, you know, that was that was huge when he was, you know, killed by the airplanes. And um, when Godzilla, you know, came and ran through Tokyo. But, um, you know, that wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of damage done. But this is like, oh, my God, I'm just like, oh. There's, so, uh, like, there's a cute little call out that they do in Godzilla versus Colin where Alexander Skarsgård is like, what does he think of heights? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, also it was like, 
hoping to see like some of the kaiju um because i knew like there were rumors that swirling that they would like introduce some kind of like pacific room characters in here but uh i think i think we've had enough i think maybe they'll do that one day um because you know the kaiju like and the godzilla kind of like all are in the same universe i don't really know how it all connects um but so i thought maybe there'd be like a shout out to that um but there wasn't so that's that's totally fine um it was cool seeing mega godzilla i'm just happy about that um i thought they did a great job with him um but but yeah um and no after credit scene i know they shot one too so um huh. i didn't know what they were going to do i guess it's still a secret yeah i guess they kind of ended things like back in hollow earth right so yeah um which like if they do a sequel, I don't think there's anything on the books yet, but I won't, I mean, obviously given the success of this one, I won't be surprised if they don't, uh, or I won't be surprised if they do. Um, I think it's gotta do like some sort of hollow earth if it's Kong related at least. Yeah. Um, I was just like, it just kind of like ended, like there was no like repercussions for, you know, everything that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to see like a next one, like if they do do a sequel, even though they won't. Um, like now they've gotten like all the destruction out of the way and like all like the CGI out of the way. I'd like to see the next one maybe a little more down to earth. Um, like, cause we've, you know, we've gotten, we've we've seen what we wanted to see. Um, but I would, I would like to see like a little, like a few more characters introduced in like the Kong world or the Godzilla world, um, like in terms of monsters um, and just kind of see like, where they can progress their stories from there. Um, I don't necessarily want to see them fight again, um, or maybe like it'd be nice for them to come together and like fight something else other than Mega Godzilla. Um, but I don't know what they would. Uh, do. Yeah. See, this is like this is the problem with like the climax, or at least a future series, is that like Godzilla and Kong are probably the two most famous movie monsters, like of that physical size right so it's difficult to like up it from there yeah yeah maybe they'll bring in the 1998 godzilla with matthew broderick <laughs> and they could fight him um it'll be like it'll be like a godzilla multiverse like they're doing with <laughs> dc and Marvel. so I don't it's kind of what they want like they want a franchise this is what they want um you know what i'm here for it just give it to me I mean, it's an improvement. It's not assuming that all four of these movies are like in succession, if you want to say, like, I think this is the best of the four. <laughs> so I like it's not that common necessarily to have like your fourth movie be the best of a series. So, yeah, um, I think I would probably put the first Godzilla as like my favorite. This would this this would be my second. Um, I really enjoyed I really like the first Godzilla. Um, I, 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 uh, I, I thought I liked the tone of it a lot. Um, and I really liked the, the direction they were going with that one. Um, that's so that would probably be my favorite. Of, yeah. They're probably my favorite of the four. So, um, but yeah, again, like I really appreciate that these movies know what they wanted to do and they accomplished it. So I had fun. That's a lot of fun. And you, you know what I say to the naysayers? What do you say? Uh, how's the weather up there from your high horse? <laughs> I love it. So, 
All right. I don't know how much more I have to say in Godzilla vs. Kong. S- save it. Like, ditto. <laughs> I mean, good job. Um, <laughs> you, uh, I just wish it came out in a uh, non-pandemic year. That's all. Oh, my God. So. Was it? I I can't keep track anymore. Was this supposed to come out last year, or was this always going to be 2021? I think this was always supposed to be 2021. Okay. Um, I just remember, like, so I know it had been announced. They'd been talking about this for a long, long time. And then, like, it was, like, real quick that a trailer dropped, like, out of nowhere. And then, like, two months later, it was, it was released. Um, so there was, like, no buildup or hype with any kind of ad campaign. It was, like, drop the trailer, drop the poster, and then, like, two months later, it's out. Like, there was no sort of, like, promotions or anything, which I don't really think there need to be. Um, I think it would have had kind of a different rollout if it was coming to IMAX. Um, but it, it's just, it was a weird kind of, it was a weird kind of advertising. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, think I think all they, that lowered expectations yeah. ended up benefiting the movie, I think. Yeah, I think they could have had like a lot of fun with like promotions and advertising if this were like a normal year, like, you know, who will win Godzilla versus Kong. Like, um, cause you know, like they had a lot of like build up like with that with like, um, like Freddy and Jason or like, you know, um, any versus movies, Alien versus Predator. Like, even though like it was like bad, but like it was still like there was a lot of hype around it. And that's like, to me, like with these like big budget, like first, like pit two legends against each other, especially like the two big monsters. Um, part of the fun is like the advertising campaign and like the promotions, I think, I think um, like the build up, the hype to it. And then you see it in IMAX and all of its glory, but we're not in those times anymore. We will be soon, hopefully. The sensation. Yes. So, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's it for me. (laughs) This was a fun episode. I enjoyed, I enjoyed talking. I enjoy talking fun movies and trailers and yeah. Same. Kind of, kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially because like we're in the midst of Oscar season, which are like primarily sad indie movies. Right. So, <laughs> like it's, uh, so it, it is like a breath of fresh air to talk about like something completely different. Yeah. 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 Um, even though the, the Oscar nominated movies are, I think really good this year. Oh mostly. yeah, they're great. Mostly. It's yeah. just like a different yeah. type of movie. And they're also like kind of all over the place too. Like, you know how like most like Oscar movies, like a lot of years have like kind of a theme, like a running theme. Um, this year, like they're kind of like, there's like no like connecting theme to any of the movies. They're just kind of like, here you go. Um, but you know, we'll talk about Oscar movies later. <laughs> yeah, we've got- <laughs> I can't, I can't well, wait too much. we got plenty of time. I know. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess, um, is that it from you? That is it from me. All right. Well, if that's it from you, um, that's it from us. And I guess I will check it out here. So, um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I've had a blast talking about Godzilla versus Kong. Um, No pun intended. Um, (laughs) But what did you think of the movie? We'd love to hear more from you. Um, Let us know what you thought of Godzilla versus Kong now available on HBO Max and in theaters. If you had a chance to watch, um, you can reach us always on our Twitter at repeat step pod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash step and repeat pod, or send us an email at step and repeat pod at gmail.com. And you can find more of our 
reviews on the Letterboxd app. Andrew is at A Shine, and I am at mgrant1219. And please spend a few seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New reviews help us find new listeners. And if you give us a five-star review, we'll give you a 60-second review of any film of your choosing, any movie at all. So that could be Godzilla versus Kong, Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator. The list goes on and on. It's up to you. Um, so until next time, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, and I think I speak for Andrew when I say it's an honor just to be considered. <laughs>